Hi, I'm Sophie Hanna, and this is the next episode of Ethnically Speaking, and I can't wait for you to hear how to make friends at work if you're introverted. We're giving you all the tips on today's episode. I'm Lauren and I'm Anissa. Welcome to episode 37 of Ethnically Speaking, the show where we discuss everything affecting the UK's highly melanated communities from current affairs to pop culture and everything in between. For the next couple of episodes, we'll be joined once again by our assistant producer, Lauren Fernandez. Hey, Lauren. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. We're glad to have you. And as usual, we're going to still keep it 100 as today we're talking about the expectation for women to stay smiley and sociable at work. So Twitter user Brianna N. Holt recently shared her experience of being held back at work because, quote, black women are not allowed to be introverts at work. And many women shared similar experiences in the comments saying because of stereotyping, painting black women as angry, aggressive and mean, simply being quiet, keeping your head down and getting on with work is not considered enough to get ahead in predominantly white organisations. So are companies placing an unreasonable expectation on highly melanated women to constantly appear smiley and sociable in order to be liked and therefore get access to promotions and opportunities for progress? Or is it simply a normal part of workplace culture to expect co-workers to socialise? That last part of the question really gets me because I really love socializing and I love socializing at work and I know it's you know something that's hotly debated um company culture is a massive thing especially when you're in an office job and you're in like a nine to five jobs at your desk you've just got the people around you to kind of keep you going and get you through the day obviously that's changed a lot from working from home but I think generally company culture is a really important thing, especially for me. I want to be in a company that has, you know, a diverse, inclusive, fun and sociable culture to it. Um, All of the companies I've ever been at have always had that and have always had people my age to really help build that culture and sustain it. Um, But whether you need to appear as sociable and feel like you have to be smiley and constantly be positive I think is a really um, hard thing for any individual to take on as their responsibility you're gonna have like really shitty days at work I think that's just the case and you're gonna go through days where you're just not gonna want to smile at every person that passes your desk so I, I think expecting a woman to smile and be sociable at all times is a really hard ask of anyone to be honest like I really I felt what this person was saying in the article that you mentioned Anissa but I felt it much for I felt it much more from gender rather than race and because I've never felt like because I'm black that I've had to 
um, be peppier than I really want to be, but I've definitely felt it as a woman because I'm naturally very introverted, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I don't really like, I hate chit chat. I'm not really one for chit chat. Like if I'm chit chatting, then I, I probably like you very much because I'm not that, I, I just, I don't have those skills. I'm not that person. So like me and my sister are very different. My sister will chit chat. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like everything. Like I, I much more prefer to have deeper conversations and those are probably not the ones you're gonna get into around the coffee machine. So I've, I've struggled, I would say, being just a female introvert in my office because um, I'm not the person who's probably gonna be having big conversations with people unless I like, I really, really know them. And I think it, I'm not gonna say it worked against me, but I think it definitely works against introverts in organizations if you kind of take a step back because when I've been like that, people just assume that I'm rude or sometime-ish. Um, and then it can be, it can work to you as a detriment. So I definitely think it is a real thing to be aware of in the office. And I wish it wasn't, but yeah, that's, it's the culture of the offices. They want people who are going to be like in it all together. Yeah, I think I definitely hear what both of you are saying and uh, um, agree, I guess, to some extent on each. I think the biggest thing for me is probably like the first factor is like how diverse is the office in general because i feel like if the office had a good like mix of people and blend of people then the issue may only be that i'm introverted and so that's why they probably want me to smile more but i think sometimes when you're in a workspace where maybe it's predominantly white and you might be one of only um women of color or the only woman of color there's almost like an intersectionality that hits you of expectations that are kind of pushed on you. And I found in my personal experience, it's kind of like difficult to understand. You're thinking, are they saying this to other people or is it just me? And then it's kind of like hard to gauge it because in most offices that I've worked in, I've only been the, I've been the only woman of color, like my whole time that like each office that I've been in. So it's kind of hard to gauge. And I feel like I'm generally a peppy person. Um, however, yeah, I'm a peppy person. I am. I am. I am the person, if you meet me in the tea room, I may go, oh, what tea are you having? Just, just a bit of a chat. But I, when I get to my desk, I'm like the put the headphones in because I want to listen to a podcast or interview, like have something in the background so I can get my work done. And I've had a few, like, so most colleagues of me have good repertoire. Um, but I have had people come up to me and say, oh, are you in a good mood today? And I'm like, yeah, well, wouldn't I be in a good mood? And they're like, oh, you know, I just never know with you. And it's like, I'm not sure what I'm giving you for you to never know if I'm okay or not, because maybe I want to listen to a podcast. Like everybody else has their headphones in. Why is it an issue that I have my headphones in? So I sometimes used to get remarks like that. And I just couldn't figure out if it was specifically because I was a woman or if it's because I was the only woman of color or if it was just the intersectionality of it all. I couldn't figure it out but I do think as a standard in normal workplace culture there is a massive expectation to socialize because I don't know if you guys do but when I'm job interviewing I always ask oh what's the culture like in the the like the office the workspace and they always tell me about the social oh yeah we go out for drinks every week or we always have a drink and I'm thinking 
I, I didn't ask you if you guys go out for drinks and stuff. <laughs> I asked you what the workplace culture was like. I want to know, is it flexible working hours? Is it an agile working style? Okay, I want I want to know all those kind of things. And you're telling me about drinks. So I think there is a huge emphasis on social because when people think workplace culture, they just think social. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really important to touch on because a lot of people coming into their like first jobs and stuff are people who are also like I feel like the the next generation coming up are quite aware of like alcohol and like I've met a lot of people my age who are just increasingly becoming sober and I think that's really important to like focus on is that like your company culture shouldn't just be about your drinks and stuff it should also be about like how an employee is contributing during the working hours and how they're interacting with other team members. Um, I'm probably not the best person to ask this question to because I organise socials. I'm very extroverted. I love smiling at people. I am also like Nisa. I'm like, I won't just ask you what tea you're having. I'll ask you if I can make your tea. I'll like, oh no, I'll ask I will not everything. do that. I, I, lo- I love a bit of small talk. Sophie, I'm like your sister. Like, I just... I just love talking to people. Um, I, I'm the person who will just smile at you. Even if you hate me, I'll just smile at you because I just really want to be liked. Um, so that is my own issue. But <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not the best person to answer this. But I think that that's what's important is I would never expect the way that I act and because I do all of those things to put me in a higher stead than someone who doesn't when it comes to things like promotion. Yes, I want to be, I think there's a level, you have to want to be a person that other people want to work with, especially in my industry, it's very white, we work in teams, um, I, you just have to build a personal brand about uh, and make yourself someone that is wanted to be worked with. Um, and I think that just makes your life easier as well as everyone else's because I would hate to not be someone that people, other people wanted to be work with. And I hate feeling like I don't want to work with someone else. Like the kind of work that I'm in is very collaborative and we work with lots of different teams. So I think it's really important. And I think contributing to company culture is massively a part of that. So I'm a bit in the middle. (laughs) The thing is, I think that I don't think it's unreasonable for people to be like really social and into like the office culture. I think there is a pressure on people who are introverted because I think if I'm being honest, the person who is very sociable and likable and equally qualified is going to be much more likely to get the promotion than the person who has the qualifications, but they never go to any of the socials. They never have a knit-knat, a chit-chat, around the coffee machine, that person's not going to get the promotion. Like that is, that is really because people want someone who they feel has really bought in um, to the office. And it's something that I have had to learn that like, even if I'm not really like that naturally, it's the sort of behavior that I have to adopt because it's definitely, I can think of experiences where it's been really difficult. So I used to work for the NHS and I was really good at my job, (laughs) if I do say so myself, but I was good at my job. But one time my manager called me in and she says that um, she wanted to talk to me because I had refused to help somebody with something. Now, this was something that was somebody else's job. They had the time to because I was a bit, um, they were senior to me 
and not management, they were just like, had been there longer and had a higher grade. They thought that they could kind of like go and do this for me. And I'm just like, we're both doing stuff like, do you know what I mean? So it was yeah, that yeah. sort of situation. So they pulled me in and they said, you refuse to do that and, and this and that. And like, I literally burst into tears. Now this was years ago, but I burst into tears because I could not believe that I was getting this feedback because I'd never got a negative feedback. Cause I'm like, I know I do my job. So like I, a really good standard. And then my manager was just like, oh, like so sorry that they were like shocked that I started crying. They were like, oh, but then she said to me, I'm actually kind of glad that you cry because it shows me that you care because because I'm introverted. I'm not that outgoing. We can't really tell, you know, that you really care. And it's not even care about my job. It's just like, like I just want to be with everybody else and like everybody else. And that really, really hurt me. Because it just felt like, because I'm not that person that's going to go to all of the socials and do all of those things because I have friends that mostly are from outside of my workplace, that they had built up this picture of me in their head and then had kind of come down on me because of it. And after that, and I, I really hated the fact that I cried, not because I have a problem with crying, but after that, they kind of, you know, treat me like I was wrapped in cotton wool, like any moment, Sophie could burst out crying. So... I really hated that, but I, I really don't like the kind of connotations that come along with sometimes being the person who doesn't really know how to do that kind of small talk thing. It's not like I just want, I'm just like, I just find it really uncomfortable. And like when the conversation stops and there's nothing else to say, I feel really awkward. Uh, and I, it just makes me, re I really hate it. Like I'm, I'm not, guys, literally, I'm the person at the party kind of standing, dancing by myself in the corner and I'm more than happy. It's when people, it's just, it's just weird. But I've had to learn to change my behavior because people take it the wrong way. But as an introvert, it can be very emotionally draining by the end of the day because you've had to step up your personality in a way that doesn't come naturally just so that people don't think you're a certain way. I have two things to pick up from your story, Sophie. <laughs> Sorry. I'm almost offended that they're measuring how much you care about the job in your tears. I just don't even like it. it it's just ridiculous, really. It, I, honestly, I just think it's nonsense. But I think you hit on a very key point about having friends outside of the workplace. When I first walked into the, the, the workplace culture, and not retail, because when you work retail, it's just whatever. But when I'm talking about more in like office, <laughs> I'm talking about when you walk more into office spaces, I didn't realise how many people's lives were the office. And so for me, I felt like, pers and I still am that way, there's two different sides of me. You have work Anissa, and then you've got personal Anissa. And so I felt like, okay, well, I'm working, Nisa, you know, the right level of heart, heart, smiley, fine as well. Um, and then get on with my job, but I'm not going to chat with you about my personal life or things that are going on because there's a clear line. And what I found was most people don't have that line. And so it, it is still one of the sorest parts, I guess, whenever I'm getting into a new office is letting people get to know me, but on my terms, because they want to tell me their whole life, do you know what I mean? Like what their husband likes for dinner and the husband's name and their cat and the dog and all that kind of nonsense. And I don't want to go that far. I'm just like, hey, well, I'm Anissa, I'm only here to do the job. And I learned very quickly that for a lot of people, it's more than the job. <laughs> like they read their whole life. And I find it confusing, but let's not even get to it. Their whole life is in the office so they when you don't want to go to a social event they take it as personal offense because their whole life is the office and as much as i'm peppy and i like to drink the tea and say oh we're for tea making 
I'm not the social event girl at work. Like I do not go to the social events. And every single time I have gone to the social events, I've left within an hour and have basically stood there miserable because I just cannot do it. And whenever I'm saying to them beforehand, I'm not going, I'm not going. Oh, why? Please, please, you have to come. And then they go and tell five other people who then hit your desk to be like, oh, you need to be coming. And it's like, why? Why must I specifically be there? I could run all day, but I'm just saying, why must I be there? And also, I don't like to do work things when we're outside of work hours if I'm not being paid. There's just, I'm getting worked up just thinking about it all. Sorry, somebody else. <laughs> I can see. I can see. It's just a personal note. Oh, it ruffles my feathers. <laughs> I, w- I want to know what you guys think in terms of do you think this expect- expectation and um, kind of feeling comes with age? Because I definitely started out with, when I had my first job, with thinking that I had to do all of those things and that I had to be at all of these socials and I had to go out for all of these drinks and I had to be the last person there. Partly maybe because I didn't want to like, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't deal with the FOMO guys. I just, the gossip the next day, I just, just like really young and really like lived for it. And that now that I've started in, like started a new job and moved up the ladder and formed these uh, relationships with my colleagues at my new company who really appreciate you having boundaries and you having other commitments outside of work and you having a life outside of work. I don't feel that expectation of me anymore. I can leave when I want to leave. If I say no and I've got other plans, they don't hold me to it. Like I don't have that kind of culture anymore. Maybe it's down to the culture, but I also think it's down to me being older and also not feeling like I have to give my life to a job. I think some of it is definitely age. And I think when everybody in your organization is probably getting older as you're getting older or and I guess which is kind of like a natural a natural progression in the workplace even when you move chances are they're looking at the kind of age that you are on the form even though they're saying they're not to kind of see if you're going to kind of fit into the culture but I think as you get older there's this kind of like I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life and other people have that too, like having partners, having family events, or if you're working nine to five, sometimes you only get to see your friends on the weekend and you're like, well, actually, I don't have time to go out on Friday night because I'm I'm going to go see this person or, or this and that. And I think there's, even in friendships, you can find that sometimes as you get older, you might go longer from between speaking to each other. But when you speak again, you pick up right where you left off because you're just kind of like, I understand like life gets busier when you get older and there's all these other pressures on our time. And I think that that does feedback into the kind of work situation where people aren't having that that expectation because I would definitely say I felt that expectation a lot more when I was in my 20s and that's when I worked in the NHS job in my early 20s but as I got older and worked in other places then people literally had wives children some people had grandchildren they didn't have all these all this time to spend with us to go and have a drink or whatever (laughs) yeah I definitely agree I think it's age Um, I know especially for me when I first started working in an office um, my older sister told me basically like I just need to learn to be more assertive I need to do x y and z because when you come in like a little baby lamb you just come into the farm and you've got all the big dogs and the big bulls around you you just you feel pressured to say yes to everything and to and I'm not even talking about socially but even like things to work like people say can you do this for me can you do that for me because you want to make such a good impression that you just 
feel a lot of pressure. So I definitely think it has a lot to do with age. Um, but something I want to ask you, ladies, is have you ever tried to be, maybe this is more for Sophie because I know Lauren, you are a little social butterfly, but have you ever tried to be like social at work or social at a work event and it didn't go so right? Um, do you know what? Interestingly, it wasn't so much that it didn't go right. I just felt like I didn't fit in. Like that was probably, that's probably how it went because again, my NHS job, um, there was a very big drinking and party culture. You wouldn't think it, you know, but there was. I know, the NHS. <laughs> there was, like, people were hardcore smokers. That's something that really shocked me because I'm like, we work in a hospital, guys. But anyways, so, yeah, literally. So there was a big, massive drinking culture. And because we worked shifts, it was a lot easier for people to go out during the week and you being the only, and you as a group being the only ones available because a lot of my friends um were working in nine to five so I could only talk to them on the weekends but when I went out with the people who work the very rare times they were very much into drinking and I'm like teetotal I have been since I was like a teenager and but I felt that it was really my faith that really stopped me from fitting in with people at work because my friends at work were big time drinkers drink big time partiers and not like rave raves but like a pub and a dance and this or like bar hopping and I just wasn't into it like that just wasn't my lifestyle and I found out that as time went on I wouldn't get invited to things weddings would happen I wouldn't get invited like I just progressively just didn't get invited to anything because it was kind of like nothing to do with the raving <laughs> no but literally everybody who went on the nights out got invited to the weddings and all the events and if you That's weren't rude. in if you weren't in the group like you weren't getting invited and I just I just never got invited to anything and I found that really really tough um and that's the time where yeah I just felt like uh, I had to really try and I don't know really rethink how much do I want to buy into company culture because it can be very lonely um if you don't do the same things as your peers do outside of work I don't know if that makes sense but that's how it was it was yeah I really felt it at the time no that makes a lot of sense I think that makes complete sense. I I feel like I have a similar experience of where if you, I felt like I was disappointing people around me if I didn't turn up to the socials and if I didn't turn up for drinks and if I didn't stay for ages. And I think that was fed down from the top of where like our bosses expected that of us as well. They expected us to be at drinks. They expected us to stay out late and yes it was paid for yes we had a great time but your question Anissa was like what do you regret anything or or were there times where you felt awkward about it and to be honest I just wish I hadn't gone out half of the times that I did because I I don't think it got it I mean it didn't get me anywhere I can say that now it didn't get me anywhere going to those drinks didn't get me anywhere I didn't get promoted I made really good long-lasting relationships and friendships from that company but I think I could have done that without going to the drinks. I live with someone that I used to work with and she's like one of my best mates and I work with someone now outside of work who I also used to work with so I think you can still make long-lasting meaningful relationships with your colleagues without going out and getting drunk with them and going to these socials all the time I just okay yeah. guys so I just wish I hadn't gone out 
As two people who are kind of chitty chatty and one who says like a self-claimed extrovert, what would be your tips for me when I go into my next workplace on like how to not be like the introvert? Like where are the times that you kind of go to the things or have the chat? Because I very much want to try and cultivate that experience now because as much as it doesn't come naturally to me, it does feel like as you're saying, the workplace is somewhere where you can meet people and have these relationships. So I don't want to miss out. I have FOMO too. So give me the tips. I don't know if my tips are going to be able to help. I feel like Lauren's tips are going to be much more general because like my tips, if I'm trying to, I won't even say trying to get, but I find I can naturally build relationships with women. One, it's just if we're in the toilet together, you know, you go to the women's bathroom and you're talking, you're chatting by the sink. La, la, la. Like I meet so many women in the toilet. And then also I meet people in the kitchen because I make 100 teas a day. So I usually know whoever's in the kitchen. So it's that's how I kind of um, initially when I first get into an office break the like barrier. But in regards to, I guess, being more um, extroverted i'd say just get involved in the things that do interest you in the workplace even if it's small things like i said i don't go to any of the social events at work like i really just cannot stand them so it's a no for me but i got involved in different ways one by making my own things which actually sounds a bit crazy now but like every morning i would do a motivational quote of the day so i would stand up and then at this point, at first it was just me and two other people, but then we started to amass a crowd where we'd stand up and we'd say a motivational quote of the day to be like, we're going to get pumped. But that was me creating something that feels more natural to me to start meeting people and becoming more known. And then one office, I actually started what we called puzzle of the day. So in the afternoon, about 3 p.m., I would read out a riddle or a puzzle and whoever heard would just answer it until we started to amass an actual following and then it became a thing in the office puzzle of the day <clears throat> so my point is get get involved in things that interest you but obviously you don't have to create things like i did you can join the social committee so that way you can have a bit more influence on the social events so it's not just drinking it's things like bake-offs or um sports days or things like that so where you can have a little bit of influence i would say everything that anisa said and so I feel like to maybe take that like to a higher level you do you like no one's expecting you to you know force yourself into these conversations or like force yourself to be extroverted like just be yourself I think that speaks volumes go to the social events if you can if you want to stay for as long as you want to and then leave when you want to that's how you're going to get the most out of it like don't put yourself in situations where you don't want to be in because everyone around you will know that you don't want to be there. So I, I would say those are my four tips. The main one, just you do you. Don't put yourself in situations you don't want to be in. Hopefully that helps, Sophie. Yes? No? No, that definitely does help. But <laughs> I think you guys are partly saying that because you're chitty chatty and you have actual yeah. no clue how introverted I can be. I'm telling you guys, like... I will be there and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The first couple of days, I won't say anything to anyone apart from hi. And then eventually they're kind of like, oh, she doesn't want to talk to anyone. And then I can't because they just, people just talk over you because they're like, oh, she doesn't talk. So I literally have to literally throw myself out. Like next place I start, I'm taking a welcome basket of food or something to say, oh, I'm new to the office. Just so I can show people, you know, I actually want to talk to you. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it's hardcore in me. 
okay, I have two tips. Yeah, you go first. So, I have two tips. Okay, first, first question. Ask them, depending on the day, like ask them how their weekend's been or how their week's going. Second, compliment them, but not like a superficial compliment. Find something you like about them from the get-go and tell them about it because immediately they'll be put at ease and they'll feel more open to talking to you and then they'll probably bring the conversation to you. Okay, Lauren, is perfect. it easier to compliment them on something they're wearing? Well, I know, because my point yeah. is, because what I'm thinking is, if I haven't spoken to anyone, I won't know what I like about them, if that makes sense, apart from, oh, I like your scarf, I like your boots, I like your, like, do you know what I mean? Because that's the yeah, thing, guys, yeah, I don't drink so coffee or tea, so I never actually go to the staff tea? room. No, I don't. So I never go to the staff room, so I miss out on that as well. So maybe I just need to drink, like, hot water or something and just, My just go to the My advice next was to go to the staff room. My advice next was go to the staff room because lunch breaks, yeah. people like to bond. They like to watch TV together. Always go to the break room. That's the, always the advice I always give to newbies. Go to the break room. That's where you all meet everyone. Perfect. I feel like we could talk about this all day. I will quickly say, though, the last social event I went to at my workplace, I was so miserable. I didn't even stay there for an hour, but I was so miserable that the photographer kept catching pictures of me just looking completely vexed. So when the photos came out, it was so funny because there was one particular photo. I look over it. I look like I'm about to just set it off in there. And it became so funny in my office that they turn it into a GIF. And so people would send it in emails and messages if they were mad. They would send the little picture of me that looks so vexed in so funny. And everyone was like to me, why do you look so mad in this picture? I was like, because I didn't want to be there. Because I just didn't. <laughs> I need you to send that to me. I need you I to send it's that so to me funny. after this. It's one of my favourite photos of me, very strangely, but it, it, I, I really do enjoy it. So whether you are an introvert or extrovert at work, just do what feels natural to you and don't live up to any expectations that aren't necessary. So thank you so much for watching and listening to another episode of Ethnically Speaking. Let's keep the conversation going. Have you been held back at work because you are quieter or less sociable, let us know in the comments below. And if you want even more from us, be sure to subscribe to our email list, Extra Ethnic, a special segment available exclusively only for our email subscribers. The link to sign up is in the description below. We also want to say a massive thank you to our special guest, Lauren Fernandez. You can catch her on Instagram at Lo Fernandez, that's with three S's at the end and an underscore, but you can see everything she has been getting up to outside of the United Melanin Group. For a summary of everything we discussed today, head over to unitedmelaningroup.com slash ES037. There's a link in the description below. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, give us a thumbs up and hit that notification bell so you don't miss a thing. We will see you on Monday where we'll be talking all about what factors we use when judging other people. Until then, make sure you wear your mask, you wash your hands, you social distance and stay safe.